0: Hey, welcome to the Tech Exec Podcast, where we talk tech strategy and actionable advice to help you use technology to make your business better.
1: Yeah, so we started this off because we noticed as we were meeting people around in our consulting contracts, in our meetings and networks, that executives just had a lot of really common sense questions about how to use technology, how to execute on it, how to take action on it, and just not being sure were to go forward, and they didn't really have a place to go, Um, because if you go to your consultants or anyone else, there's always some hidden motive or trying to get additional revenue or something else, where they just really want to know how to take action or what they should do. So we're starting here today to try to give action, and we're going to cover the biggest topic that we know that needs some course correction, and that is the topic of big data.
0: Big data. It's a massive buzzword. And the technology itself is huge and very confusing, so we're here to kind of dispel some of the myths around big data.
1: Right, and um, actually, I'll probably start with the biggest one, namely that the term big data itself has kind of turned into a myth, not from a marketing standpoint. From a marketing standpoint, it's actually quite useful. Um, As you probably noticed, we titled this podcast Big Data, you know, so we're clearly trying to get some we know that'll attract some people from 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 an engineering perspective from a technology perspective it has just lost all of its meaning and is just absolutely useless to be done um so i wrote down a couple of questions here that i've heard either online with quora and answering questions from our own clients and uh, that just kind of illustrates you know what we mean here so the first question i saw and this is coming from engineers how can I get into big data? This is probably the most... Interesting, yeah. Yeah, and this is probably the most asked question on core that I see constantly, and the responses are not very helpful.
0: They're, all, <laughs> they're It's just so difficult to be able to nail that down. It's like, how do I get into life? It's, it's <laughs> so broad, and nobody really understands exactly what big data means. So maybe we should start there, right? Yeah. Let's define... Uh, what big data actually means, right? So, maybe, Brian, you probably have an idea in your head or a definition in your head of um, how you would simply define big data. How would you do that?
1: I will start at the point where big data still actually had some meaning. We'll go back to the mid-2000s when it first started and uh, the origin of why we even needed these tools. So if you go back to the mid-2000s, you had a company like Google... And Yahoo that were indexing the internet and they had all these servers and they were doing really cool things and then you know in search and They had log files like you would not believe no company in the world Had even gotten close to how much data they had to deal with and it wasn't like the bright starry-eyed We're getting into big data. It was I have log files Going beyond belief, and I can't see what's going on my servers are crashing my users are complaining I don't know how to see that information so in the old days what you would have done is you would have taken one single server beefed it up like crazy and then searched everything but their limit the limit of a single server just could not handle what they needed to do so to make a long story short they basically took many many small servers together mm-hmm. chopped up the data that they needed to use and then executed queries against the servers and you had the primitive hadoop structure right what, mm-hmm. right you know, and um, we don't expect our users here, to, you know, our listeners here to be technical. So basically, Hadoop is basically a technology that would have been like the original big data technology. Eric, how would you describe it?
0: Yeah, so as I think of big data, and um, there's a lots of confusion, obviously, with clients and what big data actually is. So I kind of break it up into two separate things. So data sets, simply put, data sets that are large enough. That can't be processed by traditional systems, right? Yeah, that's good. So, and I kind of draw the line uh, right, wrong, or different around one terabyte worth of data. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you start to kind of breach that threshold of one terabyte worth of data, you're probably a good candidate to be thinking about a big data system. And so, I kind of, from a technology standpoint, that's how I kind of uh, break that up into one piece there. Now, secondly, I think big data is is an opportunity, a market opportunity, right? So when you think of big data, it's more of, okay, how do I use these large amounts of data that we're capturing on a daily basis now? And there's IoT, and that's Internet of Things, and all sorts of things that are capturing just huge amounts of data, and it's exponentially growing. How do I take that data and make predictions and make prescriptions? Um, And now we're in a position where you can actually make use of that data more than you ever have been in the past, right? So that's how I I kind of break it up into those two separate kind of things, right? And
1: you actually brought up a good point. So when you're talking there, you're kind of making a distinction of like a technical distinction of one terabyte of data or greater. You're kind of using the definition that was broadly used back in the mid-2000s to maybe 2010 or so, when big data still had like a strong technical meaning. That second point that you mentioned, though, actually, though, with things like prediction, you know, and different tools, you're getting a lot of value out of that. But then again, you're starting to get broader into big data, which gets us into the problem. Because we had Hadoop and we had these structures and they brought it out. And you may have heard companies like Hortonworks, Cloudera, that are offering services around this. But then something happened. It got co-opted as a marketing term and basically got used to describe Pretty much every single project that deals with data in any trivial matter now gets brought to us as a big data project. As like an anecdote of this, we were actually in a um, call yesterday where somebody was mentioning a big data initiative. And I looked up and I was like, I have no clue what could possibly be coming next. (laughs) And when you're thinking as an engineer, when a client wants you to do work for them, if somebody mentions what type of project they have, you kind of hope the word is descriptive behind it. Right, exactly. right. And what they're doing. So that's where we get into the problem today. When somebody sits down and says, I have a big data project, we have no clue what that could possibly mean. We talk to clients every day. We see them. We help solve their problems. I have no clue from an engineering perspective what type of project they're talking about. Does it fit within our skill set? Does it not? We don't know.
0: So maybe... Here's what I'm thinking is if you're in a position where you're making decisions for your business and you hear the term big data and maybe you're a CIO or something at the executive level and you're wondering, well, how do I do this? Um, Big data is obviously a a buzzword and say what you will about it, right? There's Mm -hmm. significant applications to your business and potentially... Uh, very beneficial outcomes for your business if you do this right, if you implement big data correctly. Oh, absolutely. So the the question becomes, how, as an executive, do you figure out what it actually means for your specific business, right? Because if you look at all the industries and all the applications that you can apply big data to, healthcare, technology, entertainment, HR functions, I mean, the list goes on and on we're constantly we're capturing so much data and i'm convinced that most of the data that we're capturing we're just not even capitalizing on right so this becomes in my opinion a very serious competitive advantage for those who actually tackle the big data problem for their business and do it well so i would actually play Counter to that point, there to
1: say that there are lots of opportunities to be able to play on big data. And you certainly see projects that are structured well that really have a business problem they're trying to solve and the technology fits correctly. However, you think that going into big data, there is no, there is a big upside and very little downside. But more often than not, I see companies approaching big data problems and big data technologies and using them incorrectly and actually sinking a lot of time into their organization with these technologies on the completely wrong approach Hmm. we had you know clients that we've dealt with before that were enamored with the idea of big data whether or not that was a machine learning project a Hadoop cluster something within the that broadly fits within this realm but just wanted to do big data and so we built them a technology The solution worked for what they were trying to do to pull out data from their system, reorganize and structure it. But we were using not big data technology. We were using just ETL, MySQL, what you would consider more standard. But they were so enamored with big data that they actually moved to building up a Hadoop cluster inside their system to be able to do the same exact project. Just because they felt like they had to. Right. Right. Just because it was a big data technology. Okay. Gotcha. And what they did. And so... They ended up spending all this time and energy on a solution that worked. But because their target wasn't solve the business problem, but was instead, we need to be in big data, they completely course corrected into the wrong direction. So that gets to me kind of the biggest area as an executive on what you control. And when you deal with your consultants, your own people and your technology, they own how you're able to do a solution. They are your experts on how you execute, what are the best choices, what's going to be the most cost effective. You have to trust them with that initiative. But you are the owner of the business problem. That's a good point. You are the only owner of the business problem. No one else comes before that. When a business executive, when we've seen them reach into the area of technology, particularly in areas they don't understand completely or they know enough to be dangerous, they start taking their engineers and using them for basically telling them how to do their jobs, and they lose focus on the one thing that they are capable of doing, namely knowing if you're going
0: in the right direction. Right, you're in charge of the strategy and direction as at an executive level, and you have important decisions to make. And so I think it sounds like what what we're saying here is the very first thing that you need to decide is not the fact that you need to leverage big data, but How are you going to leverage it? What is the business problem that you're trying to solve? That is the biggest thing that you can come out of the gate with and define for the staff that you're going to employ to help with your big data solution. If you come and just make the very simple decision that we need to leverage big data, well, that's a disaster waiting to happen, right? Because you're not asking the right questions. So the first question is, what is that problem that i'm trying to solve for my specific business
1: yeah that's a great point so part of what we want to do on the tech execs is to give you very solid actionable items to walk away from here we don't think of ourselves as, as storytellers we think of ourselves as consultants and we are consulting with you right now so if you're using the term big data and you're using that to describe a project we want you to stop using that term And we actually want to give you kind of some replacement terms, basically terminology to help you better understand the field. Or at least when you talk to your engineers who are undoubtedly under the same guise of what is big data, what do you actually mean, what are some better terms? And actually, I think I found four major areas that really encompass what big data is. But every one of these new terms actually drills down into a specific technology. So instead of having a grandiose discussion about big data, you're actually talking about the problem and the potential solution, which I think would be incredibly helpful. Cool. Yeah, let's talk about this. First one, let's talk about the big one, Hadoop unstructured data. When you are talking at an organization and you have lots of files sitting out in different areas, when you have your system spitting out log files and data and just tons of different transactions, it's going to be incredibly hard to manage. And the technology that was designed for this was actually Hadoop, EMR. Um, you may have heard the term like um, Apache Spark. So maybe we'll analyze this. I put this under the guise of what I call unstructured data set management. But really, it just talks about how do you get an EMR structure or Hadoop or any technology up to be able to manage this large cloud of data that exists inside your organization. So you have that data set, but maybe you need to do something else. Maybe instead you need to just move information from one set of databases or maybe a few databases and move them into a single location. Well, in that case, we have another term for that called ETL, which is extracts, transform, load. And basically it's your organization's more traditional way of being able to move data and information. Now, some places try to use Hadoop structures because that's what they know or that's what they've heard they need to use. But honestly, for most of our clients, half the time they could have used Hadoop, half the time traditional ETL would have worked just fine. There, wouldn't, there wasn't a need to move to this much larger, much um, more powerful system, just so that they can stay within big data. So in that sense, you have ETL. So you have your unstructured data set movement, you have your ETL, which is more traditional, and then you have data science. Now, if somebody's talking about big data, some more often than not, they are talking about data science projects, and this deals with things like prediction, machine learning, you know, finding hidden trends inside your data sets. By actually leveraging the stuff, you're kind of extending out your current data set to try to find hidden meaning underneath it. Right. And so by leveraging data science, you start finding these additional insights inside your data. And it's actually a very useful discussion to have depending on where you're at. And now finally, and this is my favorite one because this is the area that I specialize in, it's business intelligence and data warehousing. This is probably the most common use case for big data and probably the most valuable, the one organizations can, their biggest bang for their buck out of, where essentially you just need to take your data and visualize it and it has, you know, or create a data warehouse on top of the data you already have, in which case you are just taking the information you already have and just making it accessible to your users. And by starting your discussion with that, by saying you want to see prediction, you want to see visualization. You need to move your data faster, better, cheaper, whatever it may be, these four terms do a lot better job of describing what problem you want to solve. And more importantly, give you a better starting place than going to your engineers and just saying, I wanna have a big data project.
0: Right. Exactly. So the Really, really good points uh, there, Brian. And uh, just to summarize, so we, we kind of start off with a uh, large data set, unstructured data, and then going into ETL or data movement. How do you move mm-hmm. that data and where does it go? Um, and then you layer on top of that business intelligence, so the visualization. What is the data telling me? What's the story behind the data? And then data science is kind of the extra la- layer above all of this or on top of this where You know, even if you if you go out and Google data science or data scientists right now, you'll see that it's it's probably one of the top paying jobs in the U.S. at this point in time, and it's in really high demand because there's not a lot of people that can do this well. Uh, But those are kind of the four layers that I think are really. uh, You make a great point. uh, Distilling what big data is, right? And I think it really does do a good job of kind of boiling into those uh, four different areas. So, um, Cloudera, HortonWorks. Uh, Amazon Web Services, EMR. Azure's got their uh, HD Insights, I believe, is what the the product is called. Uh, The Hadoop ecosystem has somewhere around 30 different technologies, right, that make up the entire ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So where do you even start when it comes to selecting a technology uh, for your big data initiatives?
1: Well, honestly, my first question is, or my first thing I would say to a client who's considering this is, if you can do without, don't. (laughs) Whenever you introduce a new technology inside your own organization, you're always kind of tying yourself to a new dependency inside of it. Because let's say even in a well-justified situation where Hadoop is the right technology for the right problem, you have to deal with, Going out and hiring new resources to be able to do that project, or hiring a consulting firm to come in and be able to manage that, you're going to have to put your pro- you're going to put your project management resources under an additional strain. You're going to have to maintain those resources. You're going to have to have people who understand how to manage it. You're going to have to have managers who get the technology, what needs to be accomplished, and how you're able to do it. So it is a big right. undertaking when you first do it so for anyone who's moving into a new, new area it's always caution first when you go in there you figure out is the problem really that important to solve can we hold off on hot solving this problem you have to answer those questions but assuming you do get to the point where it's a problem that needs to be solved right now it's one of your major initiatives this year solving that particular technology and you need to do it Really, the first thing you have to take a look at is what people are going to run this project. Really always start with the people first, even before the technology, um, depending on your market. so Let's take this outside of big data for a second, let's just talk web development, you know, sure. something people are familiar with. Okay. You have so many different frameworks you can choose from, you have so many different languages you can use. But the best language to use on any project is the one where you have ample supply in the market for. Sure, we Indianapolis, where we're located, is known as a .NET market, it, or traditionally Microsoft for doing that. So C# sharp ASP, you know, all these you know technologies. So even though companies in this area were traditionally, you know, maybe they were even off the Microsoft ecosystem, it made sense for them to move on because then they could get .NET developers. To work on their projects because there was an ample supply of them if they chose a different technology maybe even new to the area you would have to hire people on retrain them to the new technology have to find someone who's willing to deal with that you know as opposed to finding a job in their known field and then if they run into trouble there's no one there in the area to be able to help them
0: you know everything is local so really so you don't want to back yourself in a corner, right? Right. Right. If you do make that. a smart choice about you know the the technologies that you're going to employ for your big data initiative, right? And so even for a client, if
1: they were talking about this. Like if they say, should I do AWS or Azure? If they go out to the market and they realize they could hire ten good candidates who understand Azure and understand the ecosystem, and they can't find many people for AWS, even though I'm a diehard AWS guy, um, Eric and I are both. AWS Solution Architect certified, I would still recommend go Azure. Because mm-hmm. six months down the line, a year down the line, when your infrastructure relies on this technology, you Absolutely. are going to need somebody who understands this to be able to do that. So really, the market defines who you need to hire.
0: Right. So start with an agnostic approach to the technology. Now, I know there's a lot of other considerations. You, know, you might already have licensing and benefits through different partners or vendors, but at the end of the day, I think it's worth pausing if you're going to implement a big data solution to ask the question. Just kind of back up a little bit and get the the macro level view of everything, uh, and just ask you know if if I'm starting from scratch today, am I in the best? Do I have the best vendors in place? Do I have the best resources in place to help me do this? Um, big data is just one of those things that it's it's uh, uh, this is a little bit of a pun, but it's it's a big initiative that requires big decisions, but uh, in all seriousness, it does require you to pause and think and make some actual significant decisions about how you're going to do this. It's not as simple as saying, I have all this data. I want to have a big data initiative. You need to figure out, again, it goes back to that first point we made, what are the key business problems that I'm trying to solve? And you start from there. From that point, if you have that stuff well enough defined, you're in a good position To start answering the other questions, and that goes all the way down to what technologies am I going to use to do this? Yeah, and really, technology is almost
1: one of the last questions you kind of answer, or at least the last questions you should be answering yourself from your knowledge. Really, if you think you need to be a you need a Hadoop developer, and you go out to the market and you don't find any Hadoop developers, that should give you pause to wonder why are there not Hadoop developers? Particularly if you're in a mid-sized market and you have a lot of competitors in that market and they're not hiring Hadoop developers what technology are they using to be able to solve the same exact problem no problem is so unique that no one in the world is going to experience it and god forbid if you are a google or a yahoo and this is the first time you're experiencing that problem it's not a fun road it's not easy. You know, you have to literally invent a new technology (laughs) to be able to solve the problem. So in those instances, you can you should figure out what are other people doing to solve this problem? Who are they hiring? Are they hiring Hadoop developers? Or are they using some other technology? That's really the approach you should be taking is figuring out what is the best way to solve this, particularly on something that is just flat out not your competitive advantage, right? Something that just needs to work to get the business, you know, to keep the wheels on the bus.
0: Yep. And if you are in that position, it's worth finding a really solid partner who understands both business and technology. Yeah.
1: That is been a key differentiator and <laughs> something that's kept me gainfully employed for over the years.
0: <laughs> yeah. As consultants, I mean, that's our bread and butter is kind of living in that intersection of what's the business need and kind of that strategic angle, but also, as technologist understanding uh, how to apply technology to meet the business need. And that, that's where your real strategy comes out, right? So finding the right vendor, the right uh, partner um, to help you with your implementation is a really key thing. Big data is just not – it's an e- it's really easy to make a decision to say, I'm going to use this big data that I've got and get some insights out of it. But the other angle is how do I actually employ everything that's needed to pull those insights out. And there's just a lot of things that go into that. So it's really key to find the right vendor, the right partner. And that's another big thing
1: we've seen with big data projects. And the way a lot of executives, owners treat big data is just this great opportunity with a ton of upside and not a lot of downside. And that's really one of the big misconceptions. There is a downside to this. There is a downside to hiring a completely new department, hiring it with engineers, spending hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars on an initiative that takes you nowhere. There's two sides of the equation. Yep. It's just not unlimited upside. There is a risk to being able to take the you know, to be able to do this. And and
0: one thing I would add here is from experience as a consultant, I have seen political things, not not uh, like government political things, but political and kind of infighting in a company derail projects where millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever the number might be, significant amounts of money completely change because a regime change happened or somebody didn't like somebody else's decision or something like that. So, One of the other things as an executive or somebody who's a decision maker is to make sure that the vision for your big data implementation is clear enough for your organization that people are on board with what you're trying to go out and do and solve. Because if you don't have that, if you don't have people involved, you run the risk of your project spending a lot of money and you end up getting no value out of it because you didn't have everybody on board. And it's true for a lot of other projects in, in technology and other spaces too, right? You always want to make sure you have the buy-in. But I think it's just particularly important for uh, your big data initiative.
1: Yeah, particularly when you're looking at a technology that is relatively new and relatively expensive. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why data is so expensive. Um, we can't cover all the topics today. But data, as opposed to just a you know front-end web development project, is really expensive. It's cost intensive. There's no way to get around it. You're gonna be spending a lot of money no matter what direction you go in. And very risky too. Your production database goes down at one o'clock in the afternoon. That is a severity one situation. You can't mess with that database. So whenever you're dealing with data
0: movement and data management, it's going to be challenging. You Mm -hmm. just can't get around that. And again, it goes back to why it's really important to have a very solid partner in place to help you navigate through these waters, right? Um, it's just one of those things that you have to, you have to make sure you're partnered up with the right people to make it happen. All right, so it's time for action. Um, that's what we wanna do is promise action. How do I make sense of all of this information, right? And uh, particularly with big data, it's kinda complicated because it's it's definitely buzzword status, lots of confusion everybody talked to has a different definition. So now, Brian, it is time for action. How do I take action on this? All right.
1: So the very first thing you do to take action on any problem is to ask, what problem am I trying to solve here? Not what technology I'm going to use, not what and what my engineers tell me, what business problem am I trying to solve? How are my end users impacted? by whatever I'm trying to decide. How internally are we feeling some pain? Start with the area you control 100% to be able to decide this is the problem that really needs to be
0: solved. And look, so a word of caution, if you're a CTO or a CIO or somebody that's in a decision making point uh, that has to do with data in your organization, please do yourself a favor and do not make the decision based on technology don't do that it's going to end badly i can tell you as a consultant who's dealt with clients that have made decisions there first it's it's like trying to fit a square peg in a round hole yeah you have
1: you hire your engineers out to basically solve those particular problems because that's the problem they own but you own the business problem if you start telling them what technology to feel, they can build a thousand different solutions from one different technology. That's just the nature of it. But only you can decide what problem is worth solving exactly. and what directions they should go in.
0: So define the problem number one out of four points that we want to get to. Number two is how do other people inside your market
1: solve this particular problem? And this relates to the point we talked about earlier. Which was saying, how does my, you know, what technologies are available in my market, or how, what developers, what resources, what consulting firms in my area solve this particular problem? Because when you start looking at your other companies, your other competitors that are trying to solve similar problems, you start finding what your solution space looks like. Because you're going in there, You don't understand the technology completely. You just know you have a problem. But as soon as you start talking to other firms, other businesses, you start hearing certain terms. You may hear certain technologies. Maybe hear Hadoop, Cloudera, Hortonworks. And you start putting together a map of what are the different places that I can go to start solving this problem. And you start coming up with this map of here are the developers I need. Here are the people that need to be involved in this problem. Here are the white papers, conferences, books I may need to read to understand better what beast I'm actually going up against here to be able to decide how we're going to solve this problem.
0: Sure. Okay. That's great. Now, I would say also uh, a third point would be your vision and buy-in in in your organization. And you as a leader um, need to do a good job casting the vision for your big data initiative. And if you don't do that, you run the risk of kind of creating a solution in a silo that actually uh, ends up wasting money and is underutilized at the end of the day, right? So you need to make sure that everybody's on the same page with what, again, going back to point number one, what is the problem or problems that you're trying to solve? Maybe you
1: can see a trend here.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And, And casting the vision and recasting the vision, don't just say it once, but beat the drum about... You know, this is we have this data, this is what we're going to try to do with this data, and we're going to have competitive advantage because of this data. And then we need everybody on board with what we're trying to do with this initiative.
1: Finally, it's finally time to figure out who is going to be developing this technology for you. Who are your trusted partners internally inside your organization or externally outside? Who are you going to get to be able to solve this problem you have decided needs to be solved?
0: And to expand on this a little bit, which probably warrants its own uh, podcast episode at some point in the future, but as you are looking for a trusted partner, I would recommend considering three um, qualifications. One, technology. Do they understand the, the right technologies? Are they technology agnostic? Can they give you a solution that's not bent one way or another? They're going to look from an agnostic standpoint to find the right technology for your business find somebody who will do that for you secondly who's going to handle the analysis of the data once it's in the solution Uh, and that means that you need somebody who understands data science or somebody that's going to have enough context around the data to be able to find the the predictive angle of this and the prescriptive angle of your data right so you need to make sure that you have Somebody who's willing and equipped to answer the questions out of your data.
1: Yeah, and that's really almost like two personality types. And, you know, you're talking about between one and two because the first person knows how to solve the problem and they know how to solve it in many different ways. The second person knows if the problem's worth solving in a particular way or if they understand what are the consequences of solving in a particular manner. And really having both is very critical to being able to make a project work, particularly when you have the technology guy will basically just solve problems because that's what they like to do. And that means you might get a solution that solves a wonderful, fantastic problem that your organization doesn't have. Versus I find the analysis guy, and I fall into this, will solve every single angle you could possibly have and never actually do the work because they don't enjoy that. Exactly. Yep. (laughs)
0: Yeah, you got to make sure you got somebody who's passionate about analysis. And and thirdly, for your trusted partner, make sure you've got somebody who is really skilled at visualizations. And what I, what I mean by that is somebody who's able to actually create a cohesive story with your data visually. There's lots of visualization tools out there. You've got Tableau and Click and Microsoft Power BI. And uh, those are really great tools. But it's one thing for somebody to kind of put a pie chart or a bar graph or something like that and kind of use your data to create these visualizations, but it's another thing to find somebody who really understands how to tell story how to tell stories with your data. So if you find a partner that can do those three things the technology, the analysis and the visualizations, you'll be in a really, really good spot to um, have a really great big data initiative. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for joining us today for our very first episode, episode number one of the Tech Execs podcast. We really appreciate you uh, joining this. And we'd also appreciate a review on iTunes. Um, so if you like this or hated it or whatever, let us know. Um, you can also look us up on Twitter at uh, the Tech Execs. We have a website, too, where you can find show notes for this episode at thetechexecs.com. And also we're going to be launching our Facebook group, pretty soon which will be found at facebook.com slash the tech execs so for this week uh thank you very much this is uh eric
1: and this is brian signing off
0: all right thanks and uh until next episode everybody stay safe and we will talk to you soon